God wants you to explore His love for you. As you'll learn in today's message, its depth, height, and width exceed human knowledge. But that just means there's much to discover. You can search every day and never know the amount of care devoted to you. Pastor Daniel will be encouraging you today to step into this reality of your Father's love, remembering all the while that there's nothing that will come between it and you. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Romans chapter 8 as he continues his message, Let This Sink In. get the promotion it's great until you realize they you got the title change maybe you got a little bit more money and they got all that more stress right people are like man it'll just be good when i get to college and then you get to college and that's not all that peaceful it'll be so good when i'm out of college and then those student loans kick in man it'll be so much more peaceful when i'm married And marriage is an awesome thing, right? Be, oh, man, all of my anxieties will be gone when we have some kids. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> right? And then it's like, and then, then you hit, man, I'll be so peaceful when my kids move out of the house. Right? And then I'll be so peaceful when, and then some of you are like, it's totally true. <laughs> But, you know, it's like, and then it's like, it'll be so, I'll finally be at peace when I'm retired, right? And we live in a day and age where everyone's pushing peace off. But the thing is, as Jesus says, in me, you will have peace. He's like, in the world, you are going to have trials and tribulations, but I have overcome the world. And my friends, listen. Your peace is found in Jesus and in Jesus' victory. And in the victory of Jesus, we find our Jesus. Now, I want you to say to the person next to you, amen. That means, so be it. And if you don't like saying amen because it's too old school, you can say, true that. Because that's another way to say amen. I say, true that. I mean, that's the truth. Our victory, we are more than conquerors because... Of Jesus' finished work. What I have learned in life is that fear dissolves in the reality of the victory of Jesus. Fear dissolves in the reality of the victory of Jesus. And Jesus' victory on our behalf ensures the fact that you and I are the recipients of God's love through Him who what? Loved 
us. I've been thinking about this. In the Bible, faith is really trusting without any reservations that God loves us, that we are the recipients of God's love. And because we have no reservations that we trust that God loves us, it allows us to abandon all the other false ways we seek love. See, faith is transformational because we don't just believe in Jesus. In believing in Jesus, we believe that God loves us without any reservation. And what's transformational when you become born again is you start to realize, you know, I'm actually looking for love from that person. When I don't get it, it makes me angry. But I actually don't need love from that person because I am the recipient of God's love without any qualification. So whether that person loves me or not does not affect my self-image because my image is driven by God's love. The secret sauce of life, my friend, is that you are loved unreservedly by God. I've always said it. You've heard me say it a million times. I'll say it again. God loves you and I with full disclosure. He knows everything about you. He knows every secret thing. He knows every area of shame. He knows the things that you think no one else knows. Guess what? He knows. And he loves you still. His love is greater than our mistakes. His love is greater than our failings. And he cannot love us any more than he already does. And he will not love us any less than he already does, no matter what we do. Yes. Do we fail? Yes. Do we make mistakes? Yes. Do you and I have a million things that we should have said I'm sorry for yesterday? I'm pretty sure about it. But God's love is in Christ. And God loves you. He really does. You are the recipient of his love. And now some of you right now are saying, oh yeah, great, Fusco. But we're in church, all these church people. You don't know my story. God knows your story. And God loves you too. Totally does. And you, whoever you are who doubt that you could be loved by God, you are more than a conqueror through him who loved you. You're victorious too. Because at the cross, all of the sins of the entire world All of the sins. There's enough power there to forgive every single one. If you were to put your faith and trust in Jesus. And when you trust him. God untethers us to the needs of the love of everyone else. We can experience their love. But we don't need it. Because we have all the love that we need from him. And it frees us up to allow people to be who they are. We don't need them to fulfill us. Because he does. Look what it says in verse 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I can say it to you this way. God's love is stronger than everything. God's love is stronger than everything, no matter what it is. God's love You cannot be separated from it. It is that secure. It is that powerful. And really what you have in these verses is that the Apostle Paul uses this idea of the extremes of existence. He uses what seems to be opposites to make the case. 
right? He uses, you know, because you realize that, you know, there's that idea that, you know, everything, that there's hot and you won't know what hot is unless there's cold, right? You won't know what high is unless you're, you're down. You won't know what being full is unless you're hungry, right? You have this idea of the way we experience life in a series of opposites. And the apostle Paul uses those. He says, death nor life. So can death, can the absence of physical life separate you? Or can experiencing this life separate you from the love of God? The answer is, is absolutely not. The idea of angels so and principalities, both of those are the angelic realm. Now, I know you realize this, even though maybe you've never seen it with your own eyes, that there is a spiritual realm. There's not only a physical realm. Quantum physicists talk about this, that things, we used to say that things exist in, in three dimensions. Now there's multiple and multiple dimensions. So there are forces of good and principalities would be fallen angels or what we call demons. Not the way you see them in the horror movies. But there are forces of darkness. Can angels or principalities separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus? The answer is no. The idea of powers. A lot of people would say that this isn't only angelic power, demonic power, but the idea of governmental power or human organizations. Can a government, no matter how against the love of God in Christ Jesus, can the government ever separate you from the love of God? No way. I mean, see how powerful this is. I mean, let this sink in for a second. Angels and demons and governmental authorities can't even remotely touch the love of God in Christ Jesus. Notice what else it says. I mean, this list is powerful. What about things like things present or things to come? The circumstances that you're dealing with right now. The things that you're worried that are going to come tomorrow. The what ifs and could happens. Can they separate you from God's love? No, the answer is, is nope. No matter what it is. And I just want to talk about this for a brief second. Because I don't know about you, but I look back over now 43 years of my life. And I realize that so much time I have spent worrying about the what ifs and could happens. And almost never of those what ifs and could happens actually happened. Am I the only one who's a bad predictor of my things that I get nervous about? Yeah. Okay, there's a couple of you. Praise God. Listen. The what ifs and could happens are simply what ifs and could happens. You know, what I, one of the things I've been trying to teach myself lately when I start getting worried about all these things, I start saying, well, those things could happen or, and then I think about the exact opposites. You know, it's like, man, what happens if my health falls apart and I can't preach anymore? It's like, what happens if my health stays strong and I can preach forever? You know what I mean? Or, or what, happens, what happens if something, the kids, are, like they're so, they're young and they're good. And what happens if they become evil? You know what I mean? And they don't listen anymore, right? And then I have people like, oh, wait till the teenagers come. You wait. And I'm like, what if my kids stay awesome forever? What if my kids are the only ones who don't go through the terrible teens at all? Right? So everyone's like, don't believe it. Listen, I'm believing for a miracle. I'm always going to choose hope. You know, so like, but the thing is, is that what it does, it helps you change your perspective. For too many of us, your what is and could be's are so stinking negative. It's, it's so 
It's like, it's like you're just, you believe that God is, just doesn't want to bless you. You believe that God just wants to make your life miserable. You think that God is like, you know, the, the great cosmic downer. And it's a lie. It's a lie. Whatever happens, it doesn't mean he's always going to give you the best of, of everything. But whatever happens, he's going to make you like Christ through it. So don't worry about tomorrow. Jesus said sufficient for the day is its own struggles. So the things that are here now, the things that have yet to happen, it can't separate you from God's love. What about verse 39? Height nor depth. The extremes of space. Right? No matter how high up you go. It's funny. I was talking to my kids and one of my kids was like, I never want to go to space. I'm like, no, that's really far away from the earth. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much how that works. I'm like, I don't know that you're ever going to have to. And they're like, okay, good. But even if we had to go to, to outer space, it can't separate my kids from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Right? No matter how low to the ground you get, it can't separate you. And then you know what I love so much? If not all that is good, then it says, nor any other created thing. Now, that pretty much takes up everything because really what you have in the, in the universe is you have God who is uncreated and then all the things that God created. So really what it's saying is that absolutely nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing that is of creation, which is everything other than God. Now, when you realize that God is the creator and everything is created and Nothing that's been created can separate you from God's love. It's a great reminder that God is God. Now, here's the question, though. Do you believe this? Do you believe that nothing can separate you? This is what the Apostle Paul said, Ephesians 3, verses 18 and 19. He says, he's praying for the church in Ephesus that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length, and the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. That's what God wants for you. He wants every single day of your life to be a day where you are exploring the fullness of the territory, the height, and the depth, and the width, and the breadth of God's love, which no matter how much you explore it, you will never fully grasp it because the fullness of God's love passes all human knowledge. Do you realize that that's what today is about? That's what yesterday was about. That's what every single day you've been here on earth is about. And every single day God will give you. It is a day to explore the vast territory of what it means to know that you are loved, that you are the beloved, that God, because of Jesus, has made you the recipient of his love. Not because you deserved it, but because Jesus deserved it. And Jesus wants to share it with you. What does that exploration look like for you today? Now, I was just talking, we have some folks in town from Tucson, Arizona. We have great relations with Calvary Tucson. It's, a, it's like one of our, our friend churches that we do ministry with all the time. And I was talking to one of the young folks, and they were out serving in Portland this weekend. And they said, man, it really just changed my perspective. Because for people who are homeless, you know, we could judge them, but really our job is to love them. And it's just like, yes, there it is. Because when you realize 
That every single experience and every single person you come in contact with and every single thing that you hear about, it's an opportunity for us to explore the territory of what God's love looks like in this area. When somebody says something that's hurtful, you get to explore the territory of what God's love looks like for you to not only not let that devastate you, but to commit them into the hands of God and say, listen, I'm not going to hold that against you. I said all sorts of the hurtful things in my life. When something goes wrong, say, how do I respond in love? How do I eradicate injustice, not with wrath, but with love? How do I work to make this world a better place that is places of pain in the name of Jesus? How do I do that in a way that doesn't make me jaded or bitter? But every situation is now an opportunity for me to explore the terrain of what God's love looked like in this way. Listen, my friends, Jesus said that the greatest commandment is that we love the Lord our God and that we love our neighbor as ourselves. As I always say, the art of living, my friends, is loving And that terrain of loving God and letting God's love change the way we love ourselves and love other people, that is the curriculum of every day of your life, the circumstances that you're in right now. And guess what? No matter how intense the exploration is, you will never fully complete the task. You'll never have the complete map because the height and the depth and the width and the breadth of God's love Passes all knowledge. No, I love about that. I love the unconquerable quest. No matter how deep you get into the love of God, my friends, and every day we're going to explore the territory. No matter how much you get it, you don't get it. There's still more manifold realities to what this stuff means. I mean, I don't even have the words for this. But this is what God has given us. His love is the secret sauce of life. And guess what? Nothing, not one thing can separate you from God's love. And here's my final question. And I get it from verse 38 where it says, for I am persuaded. Here's my question. Are you persuaded that Jesus Christ is Lord? Are you persuaded that Jesus Christ is Lord? Because it says, for I am persuaded that nothing that has been created shall be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Are you persuaded that Jesus is Lord? Is he your Lord? That idea of him being Lord means him being the center, the master, the one to whom you have totally committed the allegiance of your life and that every day you live for the pleasure of your Lord. I think Jesus being Lord is the most subversive countercultural thing you can do today. Because you know what our culture says? Our culture says, don't worship Jesus as Lord. You be the Lord. And you wonder why our world is so broken when everyone thinks that everything exists is there for their pleasure. Everything is there for what I want it to be. Every person in your life, they're there because they make me happy. All of these toys... It's there for me. It's all there for me. And we live in a culture that says you are the sun in the center of your solar system. And as I always say, when you realize that you're not the center of everyone else's solar system, it can be quite disconcerting. We wonder why we, like, you know, I tell my kids all the time, like, you realize the world doesn't revolve around you, right? And the animal the other day, like, looked at me like, excuse me? And she's like, I know the world revolves around Jesus. I'm like, well, you're not acting like it right now. 
And when I funny, I said that to her and I'm like, I feel the same way as Annabelle though. And I believe in Jesus. Sometimes I can be so frustrated that everything is not all about me. And I think we're all the same way, aren't we? Like when, when a decision gets made that you don't like, you're like, how dare they make that decision? Because that is not my preference. As if your preference is the only preference that matters. Right? See, we have all these situations when, when you realize that Jesus is Lord, not me. And when the Apostle Paul would say something that Jesus is Lord, in his culture in the Roman Empire, you realize that they used to say that Caesar is Lord. That was a common phrase. So literally in the Roman Empire, people had to worship the emperor. And so when Paul would write Jesus is Lord, like that was, they killed him for saying that stuff. So when you say Jesus is Lord, in Paul's culture saying Jesus is Lord and Caesar is not. In our culture, we're saying, Jesus is Lord and I am not. Because our culture doesn't say, worship some emperor. Our world says, worship yourself. And God says, no, no, no. You worship Jesus. You let Jesus be the center of your solar system. You allow, because you know what the sun does at the center of the solar system? It causes everything around it to work. Everything is organized around the center. And that's why I said, we want Jesus and God's love to be the totalizing narrative of our life. I know what the problem is today, for those of us who are already followers of Jesus... We live in a day and age where people are trying to figure out, how do I keep myself at the center of life and let Jesus be a planet in my orbit? And I'm here to tell you, if you're trying to do that, you are running a fool's errand because ultimately, if you are the center of your life in Jesus and you try to get Jesus to orbit around you, he never will. Because you're, you do not have enough personal gravitas as a created being to make Jesus orbit around you. And that's why so many people, they get frustrated with Jesus. I was praising God and I was serving at church and then this thing happened and now I won't believe in Jesus anymore. It's like, that's because you tried to make Jesus a planet in your solar system. He's the sun. He's the center. And here's the thing. No matter if you have never put your faith and trust in Jesus before or if you're here today and you're like, I believe in Jesus, listen, he has to be Lord. And when he is Lord, that means that you are not. Get over yourself. A.W. Tozer said it this way, that in the heart of every believer, there is a cross and there is a throne. And he says, in most people's heart, we want to leave Jesus on the cross so that we can stay on the throne. But in the heart of the truly born again believer, we take the cross and we give Jesus the throne. What's on the throne of your heart right now? What is on the throne of your heart right now? Who is the ruler of your life right now? If you are persuaded that Jesus is Lord, that he gets the throne, and we organize our entire life around him and his love, a love that you can never be separated from, nothing can separate you from it. We have to let this sink in. We have to let it to its transformational work in our lives. Jesus is real. Are you letting the reality of who God is and what His love has done in your life sink in? God has begun a transformation in your life that you would never have known aside from Jesus' death on the cross. What's more, there's nothing that can keep you from His love thanks to Jesus. 
Pastor Daniel today encouraged you to dive into the depths of God's love for you and let it alter your perspective on life. Hey everybody, Pastor Daniel here. Thanks so much for tuning in today. It's such an amazing honor to share God's word and I love seeing how God is working through this ministry. Would you partner with us? I'd love for you to join us in sharing the message that Jesus is real by being a prayer partner or financial supporter. Find out more by visiting our website, jesusisrealradio.com. Hey, this is Josh, and I wanted to personally thank you for listening today to Jesus Is Real Radio. Did you know that Pastor Daniel also has a TV program? It's called Real with Daniel Fusco. I want to encourage you to go to jesusisrealradio.com, click on the stations option in the main menu, and find out if Real with Daniel Fusco airs on a TV station in your area. Today's message concluded Pastor Daniel's series studying chapters 6 through 8 of the Book of Romans, the secret sauce of being a follower of Jesus. Pastor Daniel described through this series what it means to be a disciple of Christ and how that changes your life. You are adopted into God's family, set apart for His good work, and now live and thrive under that freedom. God's love is truly the secret sauce of life. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. On behalf of Pastor Daniel and the entire production team, we invite you to join us again for the next edition of Jesus is Real Radio.